Identity is an important word uh, currently. There's a lot of chatter about it in the chattering classes about identity politics and so forth. And certainly, there's a, in, in the current zeitgeist, there's a heightened awareness and with justification of how important the notion of identity is for how we relate to each other as human beings. There's a dark side to the modern conversation around identity or the modern reality about identity in that our identities largely serve as uh, tools or vehicles to engage in power struggles and differentiation and division between human beings. So we identify with our tribe most viscerally, whatever tribe that happens to be, and uh, we see that process of tribal identity starting particularly in teen years uh, when teens explicitly adopt different tribal identifications to try on different identities to see what fits. And so you have a certain hairstyle or a certain fashion presentation which identifies you as a member of a particular tribe. I'm getting old enough now that I don't know and don't even care what those are anymore. <laughs> I remember the mods and the, you know, the hippies and, the, you know, there are a couple of ones that hit the, the, the general consciousness, but there are always little subcultures. I know that our kids went to Seton School and when they were in Seton School, there were different groups of kids that hung out, different friends groups and different people that would identify as being similar to each other and different from others, and so they, they, they got a sense of purpose and a sense of identity from these associations and these tribes. And they would say, that is me. I think that is me. And one of the dark realities about that kind of tribal identity marker is that when you identify with a tribe, anything that you perceive as a criticism or a threat to that tribe, it becomes a criticism of or a threat to you. And so you react, you become much more reactive. And certainly Christians are not immune to this. We identify as Christians. Christianity is a tribe, and we have sub-tribes within Christianity. I'm not one of those Christians, I'm one of the good Christians. And so on and so forth. And then when my kind of Christianity, my tribe, gets criticized or attacked, I get reactive because I feel criticized or attacked. My identity is bound up with that affiliation. So, and it's not just tribes. We identify in other ways. There are other markers that, with which we identify, and we say, I am that. And in that way, we are no different than the teenager who fights with the parent, and the parent is saying, don't do that, and the teenager says, that's who I am. You don't do it, that is who I am. Is it who you are? Is it what you do? No, that's not who you are, that's what you do. And if, it is that, if that is who you are, young lady, I don't like it very much. So that conversation about who you are and what you do, but what you do flows from who you are, and, and who you are, in a sense, sets out a, a moral framework for evaluating what you do. If it is who you are, then it cannot be wrong. So the, the question of who you are becomes pretty core to that, that question of what your life means, what you do with it, and what matters with it, about it, and so forth. The other ways that we can identify, we can identify, and I'll just pick a few um, contemporary obvious examples, um, our, our ideas, it's a big one, our ideology. 
So we identify with our ideas. We have a certain set of ideas by which we understand the world. And of course, our political ideas are about how our society should function as a group. So we have political ideas about how our society should function, ideas about how the wealth should be managed, ideas about how the power should be dealt with, and what, you know, what we do. I mean, the, the, the current uh, situation with the pipeline and the aboriginals and the question of adequate consultation in the United Nations Declaration of Indigenous Rights, and so forth, is a whole cluster of competing ideas about what is legitimate. How, how, how do we move forward in a legitimate way for the broader community? And the ideas about that become something with which we identify. I am my ideas. And so if my ideas are criticized or attacked, then I am criticized and attacked, and it becomes something against which I react. And so if you have a different opinion about, um, about Aboriginal title and pipelines and fracking than I do, then we, we cannot be friends because I am this. I am my ideas. And for me to be friends with you would betray my ideas. Therefore, I cannot do that without betraying who I am. Now, I am getting to the scriptures, I promise. <laughs> Today is the baptism of Jesus. And in the baptism of Jesus, we have the inauguration of Jesus' ministry. We're going through the liturgical cycle. We've had the birth of Jesus. We are now inaugurating Jesus' ministry. We will be following Jesus' ministry until we get to Lent when we start the road of the cross to uh, crucifixion and resurrection. And so the baptism kicks off the ministry. And obviously, Jesus' baptism is a, an archetype for our baptism. So we look to Jesus' baptism not only as part of Jesus' story, but it's also part of our story. So the, the point that I'm really going to hone in on, that I've already been honing in on, um, is when Jesus has been baptized and is praying, the heavens open, the Spirit comes down like a dove, and a voice from heaven says a few things. It says, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. In baptism, we receive an identity. We do this when we baptize a baby. I mean, traditionally, you'd get a new name on baptism. The new name symbolizes a new identity. When you're baptized as a child or as an adult, it is a new identity that you are receiving through baptism. So Jesus' identity is proclaimed from God the Father in heaven in that, and the identity is founded upon these three statements. You are my child. You are beloved. With you, I am well pleased. So that becomes the Christian foundation for identity. Who am I? I'm not a middle-aged, straight, white, Christian, Canadian. That's, I mean, I, ha I am all those things, but those are not primary. I am a child of God. I am beloved. And with me, God is pleased. And that happens first. So whatever my other identities may be, they are secondary to the primary identity of baptism, which is founded on this belovedness. And when you think about all of our struggles with our other identities and our attachment to our other identities and our anxieties that are provoked by our other identities, it comes because fundamentally we want to be loved. If, if, we, if, if I'm a good member of my tribe, 
and I say all the right things, and I wear the right clothes, and I present in the right fashion, and I hang around with the right people, then I will be loved. And if I break those orthodoxies, then I won't be loved. I might be shamed. I might be shunned. So I have to hang on to my identity markers so that I am loved. The baptismal identity is completely on its head. You are loved first. The love is there no matter what. Even if you're a bad Christian, you are beloved. You are a child of God, and with you, God is fundamentally pleased. So we try to be good Christians. We repent. We we return to God. We sin. We get back up. We try again. We try to be the best we can be. We can try to live into what God intends for us to be, but we do that all the while as a beloved child of God, secure in the love that is foundational to our identity. The, uh, the, the last thing I'll say about, about that identity is, is that we, we always look ahead to the crucifixion and resurrection. And, and you, you see in Jesus' story, when he sets his face like flint to Jerusalem, that when the journey gets tough, it also becomes a struggle as to which, which identity will be primary. Jesus has identities thrown at him. Who do you think you are? Um, Are you the king of the Jews? Well, you say I'm the king of the Jews. That's your identity. I just serve the truth. Henry Nouwen did this wonderful sermon that um, I won't recapitulate for you here, but he talks about how all human beings are tempted to identify with with what they do, with what they have, and with what people say about them. I am what I do. I am what I have. I am what people say about me. And if you look at Jesus, all of those identity markers are stripped away from him. He he can't do anything on the cross. He has nothing, and people are saying nothing but terrible things about him. And all that remains is this declaration from his baptism. You are my child. You are beloved. With you I am well pleased. So as we go through our struggles as Christians, part of that struggle is to ground ourselves in that identity and and really live it and really believe it because we don't believe it. We can hear it. We might even tell ourselves it. But it's actually hard to to live as if we think it's true. At some level, we're always going to be a little bit anxious and we're going to be clinging on to our identities. And we can bring our religious identity into it just like any other identity. And yet... What's foundational is love. If we put love at the center, then everything else falls into place, makes sense. It also gives us a foundation for relating to others that are not of our tribe because this identity of Jesus was true prior to his baptism. The baptism didn't make him a child of God, beloved, with whom God was well pleased. The baptism announced it, proclaimed it, and thus it is for our baptism. Our baptism gives us a new identity, but it doesn't make us beloved all of a sudden, before which we were not beloved. It doesn't make us a child of God at baptism, and we weren't a child of God before. It proclaims, it grounds, it centers, it exemplifies, it sacramentalizes, but it is, it, it is a pre-existing condition. Sorry, insurance people. Uh, uh, 
that we, we are born children of God. We are born beloved. We are born with God pleased with us. And so for the Christian identity, it doesn't divide us from those who do not identify as Christian, who are not baptized. It connects us with those who are not part of our tribe. Because whether baptized or no, our brothers and sisters of the human race are child of God, beloved, with whom God is well pleased. So it's an identity that doesn't separate us from others. It unites us to others. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.